Pass the sticks to the Nebraska eSports squad as they take you on a journey through the wonderful world of video games. Right here on Big Red eSports. On 93.7 The Ticket and theticketfm.com. Well, against all odds, we're here today. It's, it's summer. We're going. We, hello? I can't hear you. Oh, no. You're hello? on. You're up. Might just hello? be the hello? headphones. Oh, okay. You're up. You're going. Yeah, You're okay. Good. I figured. Okay. So, anyway, guess the lights. It's summertime. We're all here for another yes. week. Mm-hmm. So, uh, it's kind of a dead week for me. There's not a lot of news. Uh, there's some, but, it, I mean, it's all rumors. Mm-hmm. So, I don't know exactly what you guys have for, for news. I don't know what's all going on there, but we can we can just chat about well, anything, really. To start, I think we should probably reintroduce yeah. ourselves. <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah, Let's that. Let's start with that. I'm Z. I'm the Nebraska Esports Club president and also the League of Legends game manager. I'm Alexi. I'm the social media manager. I'm Jaden. I'm the Call of Duty game manager. And we are here joined by our producer. I'm Austin. I'm not Rico. I'm about as tall as Rico down here, but... <laughs> Whoa! <laughs> Whoa. Yeah. Rico, you know I love you. Fighting words. Uh, but, yeah, we, we were trying to like think about what news we had this mm-hmm. week, and I was asking Lexi and Jaden, and there wasn't really... All that much, but I have some pretty big news from the league scene. Mm-hmm. Faker, one of the most um, like most known, most prominent figures in the league scene. People usually, if you play a MOBA, you know who Faker is. Um, he actually is out for two weeks. He had a wrist injury, and he has had this wrist injury since June seventeenth, and they made him play through it, which made it worse. Mm-hmm. And he was in so much immense pain that he quit streaming, and he's not playing. So they had to play against the worst team in the league without Faker, and they lost hard. They lost oh horribly. After this game, their head coach quit. Wow. So they lost a lot of firepower. I talked about this team last time when I said that they need to really step it up or else they're going to have to start replacing their roster, which is not what they want. Everyone really loves this roster together. But with the way things are going, I don't think it's going to be lasting all that long. Uh, and it, we're kind of worried about whether or not Faker's going to return to the scene. He's actually on the Korean um, league team for the Asian games. So, like, all of Korea's best players are on one team, like an all-star team, and they play against other Asian countries mm-hmm. in this, like, Olympic-style thing. So he's supposed to be playing for that in, like, <clears throat> sorry, in the fall. But we're hoping, fingers crossed, that he returns even at all, because he this is like, he's never really been this badly injured from what i remember and that's kind of concerning especially that it's you know so bad that he won't stream or anything mm-hmm. and they're all focusing on his recovery and the rookie that stepped up to <laughs> play for him uh there was a caster that said in the nicest way possible he's very green uh which is code for he doesn't know what he's doing mm-hmm. and he's not very good mm-hmm. um which also is just their academy team. Their academy team has not been doing well. It's been pretty bad, uh, which is kind of rough to say because T1 is one of the most prestigious teams and like organizations over in Korea, especially actually even in league, I would say. Uh, so that's really concerning to me that their academy team, which is their protégés, is not doing well. Mm-hmm. Well, then on top of that, their main team also just lost yeah. entirely to what the worst team in the league. Yep. And also, like, do you think that maybe the coach left because he was going to get, like, crap for making Faker play through the injury and not getting it checked out, possibly? Yeah, that actually might be a big issue. So the, their coach is a previous Worlds winner. Uh, he returned to coaching after he retired. I think he's probably been around a little bit, just a little bit longer than Faker. But that would be a big issue. A lot of people, like, are very, con- like... Okay, Faker, Karia, and a few of the other players on T1 have, like, a K-pop cult following. Mm. <laughs> okay, yeah. Is the way to put it. Mm-hmm. They are, like... Don't they have, like, a cafe in Korea that's, like, dedicated to their team and everything? Yes. Like, they're I'm very sure. prominent. They're in, very prominent yeah. in Korea. That you see Faker's pl- face plastered everywhere. On, like, the subways and everything. Literally yeah. everywhere. They mm-hmm. have, like, a League of Legends museum in the airports, and that has stuff for T1 all over everywhere. So... It is really, like, a huge deal that this guy is not playing. This is, like, 
to compare to sports like the Kobe Bryant of Almost, esports, yeah, basically. pretty much. Yeah. Like he is like this really well-known, renowned like figure, and the fact that he can't keep going mm-hmm. is like as if like one of the bigger sports figures in history like had to retire. Or, Do like, you know how old he is right now? I think he's around twenty-five. 25, 27. So he's getting to the age where he mm. is prime retirement, probably. Yeah, but he's never talked about it. He literally <laughs> refuses to talk about retirement. Well, in the esports industry, yeah, they yeah, retire yeah, very yeah, young. Yeah. 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 Well, even like a lot of 25 year olds, like some of the league players that I've looked up to, like have already retired, mm-hmm. which is wild. But I mean, that's just how it goes. Like, you around 25, like, isn't it like biologically. That your body just starts going down. I don't. I don't know. Can't wait for him. Oh, so fun. (laughs) I think something else to really bring up here as a broader topic is how injuries actually do happen Mm -hmm. in esports. It doesn't seem like it does, but especially for Call of Duty, Halo, that use controller and you're playing claw instead of standard Mm -hmm. that messes up your right hand zuma was uh, a very prominent figure in the call of duty scene up through cold war he had to retire because of his uh he had a thumb ligament issue i think it was like a tendon issue Mm -hmm. and it it will never heal he had to go to default and now he plays default um he doesn't play a lot, but since it's the off season, there's a ton of eights going on, and mm-hmm. so he gets in on those, and he's just not the same. Yeah, y- you can see it. But mm-hmm. yeah, I mean, it, it happens. One of our players has kind of that tendon issue, so he's taking it light over summer. I have that tendon issue on my left hand. Mm-hmm. Oh, so fun! And I'm just blessed. I didn't go to claw. <laughs> I'm playing playing standard, but. I do know that it's a really prominent issue in two other scenes is the Super Smash Bros. scene. Mm. A lot of players over there actually have big issues in their joints, in their hands, ligaments. Also, the Tetris scene. Mm. That's interesting. Explain that for me. A lot of Tetris players get cramps or like their their joints and their ligaments start cramping up because it gets so fast that they have to start, they're like, their reflexes have to kick in. Mm -hmm. So if you're constantly... You're almost like overclocking basically your body mm-hmm. in a way. Like I mean, if your reflexes are super fast with anything, your body's gonna have a, a limit, and if you're pushing that limit, it's gonna wear down on your body. Yeah. So like even with Tetris, I would say I watched a I don't know why I went down a rabbit hole and I watched <laughs> like an hour long documentary on like the Tetris World Championships. A lot of those players have issues in their hands that made them not be able to play up to the standard they should be or mm-hmm. like want to be which i mean it sounds ridiculous to say like oh yeah you know esports players get injuries but well, it's like kind of serious it's well, just and a lot of them a lot of them can't even be fixed exactly. that's the other thing like it, it's it's equivalent in terms of a career ender as possibly worse than tearing your acl in actual traditional sports because people have been have come back from acl tears not a lot but you can you're not the same but you can't physically repair a tendon Mm -mm. it's just not possible so that really ends your career that's a true career ender so taking care of your hand is huge and that comes down to custom controllers or and even then you know you're using it so much especially Mm -hmm. pros sometimes play nine to ten hours a day for practice their scrimmages just streaming to hustle that side get some extra income mm-hmm. especially with all these pay cuts coming through mm-hmm. every esports league team <laughs> yep. just because of where finances are in general economics which i don't want to go down that rabbit hole <laughs> we might it, have it's, to yeah, yeah i mean <laughs> it, it's just a challenge really to to stay in good standing when you're using those same tendons muscles all day every day mm-hmm. you're not just practicing for the three-hour practice or doing your conditioning on top of that where that could take you know five hours five six hours i'm not sure the exact long like length of practice mm-hmm. time per day in traditional sports and it definitely varies but with esports because it's so accessible because you can do it at multiple places it quickly becomes this game of how long can you do effective practice mm-hmm. and that will carry you to the top. Mm-hmm. And then also on top of that, if you're just an avid video game player, but you're also an esports 
like person you're going to be playing video games outside of your practice time that may not coincide with the actual game that you are like meant to play for your career so then you're also playing other games (laughs) i was like jaden i see jaden online on some other game almost Mm -hmm. every other day oh man yeah fallout 76 is my i've seen that a lot i have yeah for the past week pretty much uh my brother plays it he played it before it was on steam summer Mm -hmm. sale so I went back home for 4th of July and my brother's like, let's get on, <laughs> let's grind all day. I was there for three days and that was the majority of our time together was Fallout 76. Oh my gosh. I, I did see you online for like so long. <laughs> it's a beautiful, it's beautiful. I got all my friends to play it. They all had it anyway because they got it with a, there was a Fallout bundle I think mm-hmm. a year ago where it was all the Fallout games for 10 bucks or something mm-hmm. like that. And it was part of that because at the time it wasn't that great wasn't really economically beneficial but now it's actually pretty good they like went back and fixed it yeah i mean uh, that's a very common video game thing happening is that like like video game companies yeah. will release like really not good games and they'll go back and fix them over the years which is like just just i would rather just spend the time mm-hmm. i have all the like the two years extra it takes just build it nice and good and release it wonderful i think yeah. the the biggest issue with that is that we are allowed to have live updates yeah which wasn't a thing mm-hmm. way back in you know well, yeah, not, that far. A, a not that far not that far yeah we'd have a disc we have like a little cartridge mm-hmm. and you can't live update that there's no way to patch it so you had to make sure it was like well there is but that's besides the point <laughs> well that was before like, the cloud yes so. but it was like there's a final back in the day there's a final product and like nowadays you don't have to have a final product you can just well even now on the switch if you buy a cartridge it can still exactly it somehow so somehow now know. they have that technology to do so so it's just like the game companies don't feel pressured enough to one finish a game entirely but also they all they set themselves up for failure by giving mm-hmm. themselves such a short deadline and we've talked about this before how like with cyberpunk and everything it's like you gave yourself such a short deadline and you knew you probably wouldn't be able to finish it in that time period. And the time that you up, like the minute that you release that game and everyone plays it, everyone hates it because mm-hmm. it is so buggy. It is unplayable and it is just a miserable experience. And but like, some people love that really like it's fair. buggy. Like I want to find all the bugs and it, like, I'm, I remember people relished in that when it first came out. Like I was true. pumped for cyberpunk and then watching people play it. I was like, yeah, I'm not buying this. No. Yeah, exactly. And then they updated it and yeah, they had the anime fine. that came out that now they're adding the, is it Edge Runners in it as well? I think I they're adding some new com- mechanic in the game that coincides with the anime. Yeah, that they it made. would probably be Edge Runners then. Yeah, yeah. So that's something else to get into. Uh, that's a whole rabbit hole of Redemption Arc games. Mm-hmm. I think that started with No Man's Sky, oh, yep. which 100%. is by far the greatest comeback of all time. But I think the way that uh, Cyberpunk differs from Fallout 76 and No Man's Sky is Fallout 76 and No Man's Sky had technological challenges to Mm -hmm. overcome where uh, Fallout 76 was using the Fallout 4 engine, which was not made for online play. Mm -hmm. And Bethesda did not give enough time to really flesh that out. So there was no NPCs. There was no anything because it had to be so bare bones. But that also kind of coincided with lore at the time. They've gone and rewritten a lot of stuff to make it work but it 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 works it just (laughs) works i do remember when it first came out and all my friends like this is the worst game we've ever played and i was like okay then maybe i won't get into it yeah but now you're always like on it i'm like oh maybe they've improved it especially coming from fallout 4 like it was such a letdown just the hype that fallout 4 had around it and the cult following that it had Mm -hmm. and then releasing like jane said this bare bones game it was just like what what is this? What is it? Why are you giving this to us? Well, the story is that Fallout 76 was in was conceived as an idea about three quarters of the way through the Fallout 4 process of development when the Fallout devs said, hey, wouldn't it be great? All these people that are talking about, and there was a Fallout, uh, Fallout New Vegas mod mm-hmm. that came out right around the same time mm-hmm. that allowed for online play. And so they said, we could do that. This engine is a new engine. It can allow for that. And then they didn't. They they expected too much out of themselves from a from a uh, corporate level, not from an actual developer standpoint. Individual developer standpoint. Although they too were confident that they could do it, and you could see it in the documentary they made. They were very confident, mm-hmm. and it wasn't 
the 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 face of oh yeah we're we're confident it, it was it was true confidence that they thought that they could do it and no man's sky made a bunch of promises from mm-hmm. a technological standpoint that they soon found out they really couldn't keep until now because it took so long to get to that point but cyberpunk just had made promises uh, of yep. too early it was admittedly a new engine and all this stuff but they didn't have a new technological challenge per se to overcome it was it was a cdpr game you know it's a cdpr game <laughs> yeah which are all mm-hmm. the stuff they're, they're the same basic kind of components right like an rpg I was going to ask, what is a CDPR game? Oh, um, CD Projekt Red? Yeah. Okay. The developer. game company developers, yeah. I was yeah. like, I don't remember what that means. <laughs> yeah, they are, they make a ton of RPGs. They mm-hmm. made the Witcher series, which oh. they're going to make a fourth game. Mm-hmm. Uh, they're taking their time with that, though. They like, learned. Good. I was like, they I know learned. the Witcher series is a very beloved series. Yeah, it's I very... love those games. They're mm-hmm. great. Well, and then also, like, they released like actual gameplay I, I remember i literally remember watching them release like the gameplay preview of them like making the character walking through the town the city or whatever and everything's wonderful and dandy and nothing seems like out cyberpunk? of place cyberpunk <laughs> and then like again you get into like the game and like the first time you walk outside like everybody's glitching out and you're like what what is happening what is happening yeah it was just i don't know it was just interesting well it's so it's so interesting to to think about it too a lot of those demos are mm. individual builds. So oh. I saw this from uh, the God of War 2018 documentary, but they went in depth on the whole development process. And when they got to when they announced it and they showed gameplay at that announcement, because it was I think it was E3 or whatever it was, it was the main stage announcement and nobody knew what it was. Nobody knew it was a reveal. And then the live orchestra kicks in and plays the music in sync. But the the build that they made mm-hmm. for this, they had a guy playing, and it was the the lead director played the game and did their walkthrough. The last time they had did it, it crashed five <laughs> times. The day of, they didn't have the time to make an actual fix. They had to rely on it actually working, mm-hmm. and that was the one time it had actually worked flawlessly. It was, oh my gosh. it was a miracle, and then that game turned out to be game of the year. Mm-hmm. I mean, but that that's it was a completely different build, and it was only that track with that cutscene with all those things built in. But this is one of the few examples of a game that actually followed through on everything that was in there and more. Mm-hmm. That is true. Unfortunately, <laughs> unfortunately, <laughs> one of the few examples. Yeah, that's mm-hmm. that's very unfortunate that we don't have more games like that. Well, even The Sims Four, oh they were like, we're gonna make it online, and then they dropped that, and then they released like the most bare bones, like horrible Sims game ever to be released. In my opinion, this is just my opinion. Nope, I, I think a lot of people. Share but your I mean, opinion. they made. I mean, they they made like I don't. They just I don't. It was just. I could go in depth about The Sims, but I know nobody here really cares about The Sims besides Z, which is great. Well, so the other thing to keep in mind, too, is there's always the discussion of why games look so good when they're in trailers or when it's a real render. That's because it's an individual build, not the actual mm-hmm. game itself, because it only has to depend. It only has to generate those things that are already generated mm-hmm. and they're pre-rendered and everything else. Yeah, that's true. And that's why when you see not in-game whatever at the mm-hmm. bottom or like it, it, gameplay may vary or whatever yeah. yeah that's that's what that's there for one of the few games that i love that didn't do that is battlefield one hmm. they used in-game <laughs> renders in the actual full game mm-hmm. and just made the the generation that way and it turned out to actually look like that it's, it's one good. of the few games i do think that's like a big issue that i have or i have trust issues with like games mm-hmm. on on steam especially for like previews because It'll always have, like, a really amazing trailer, and I'm like, okay, but what does it actually play like? What does it actually feel like? And I have I, I have so many issues with, like, how video games portray themselves now, I guess. The trailers are a little bit misleading sometimes with the animation and rendering, mm-hmm. and I wish it was more of, like, that accurate, this is what you're going to get, and this is what you should sign up for type of feeling instead of just hyping it up way more than it is. That's why I usually just wait until people release, like, 
a game like gameplay of it and just like mm-hmm. see does it actually look good does it actually feel like something like maybe i'll watch like an hour of it so i don't spoil the whole game but i can mm-hmm. at least get a feel of okay this is how this game is and then do i want to spend my money on it yes or no yeah like, i just uh, don't even watch gameplay trailers anymore i don't care i i see them pop up I'm like wow this is a really amazing render but i don't see this the same as the gameplay mm-hmm. yeah there's a few exceptions i have to that if it's a live service game they'll usually use uh if it's an expansion for a live service mm-hmm. game they'll use the actual game and just render everything out and record it that way bungie does that a lot mm-hmm. and i mean we know where that's going but beside the point <laughs> yeah there's there's a lot of live service games that just using game uh footage for their gameplay because the game's already out mm-hmm. you know they can just take their build for the new expansion generate the players and all that especially if it's a gameplay trailer like right before the expansion comes mm-hmm. out then i'm like okay i'll watch that you know and to be fair a lot of the gameplay trailers are just not actual gameplay yeah. they're showcasing features of mm-hmm. gameplay in a third person setting like weird camera shots like spin angles and all this zoom stuff in, zoom yeah <laughs> zoom Hanovers. in zoom out the classic Call of Duty montage type, you know, get some yeah. random song from that, um, Paramore in the background. We gotta get a freeze frame with a rotation around oh, it. Oh, man. <laughs> what was that one? Sorry. What was that one? <laughs> there was this one COD YouTuber who was really popular. He did a lot of voiceovers. I'm trying to remember. He was, like, really big in, like, the 2010s. I remember hearing about him all the time, and now I can't. You're cannot. describing so many people to I me. know, I know, that, but... Like, are, you, are was... you talking commentary? Commentary. Commentary. Did he rage a lot? Um, I didn't watch him, but I knew of him. Okay. I don't I don't remember if he... I know he was, like, in a big controversy, and then he, like, dipped, and now he's, like, out of the scene. Oh, T. Martin? Probably. T. Martin or Syndicate? Syndicate, or... I think, okay, is yeah. what it was. Yeah, yeah he's British. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Syndicate. Oh my God! Wow, that throws <laughs> yeah. me back so much. Yep. Oh my God! Flashbacks. He's actually still one of the best players to ever play zombies, though, which is mm. insane. He's one of few people to get uh, over round 100 on Kino Dirtoten, mm-hmm. and he did a lot of stuff to start the scene. Um, I know so much about mm-hmm. all of that. No, I know. This is why we talk yeah. about it so that you can. can okay. Go. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, him. Oh, man. There was one guy that played... Noah J was my boy. Huh? Noah J. Oh, he's still Noah my boy. Yeah. He's still my boy. Oh, yeah. He's still kicking. Like, wait. <laughs> yeah, Noah J. He's a big one. Uh, the Smith Plays. He's another one. Prestigious Key. Uh, Mr. T. Lexify. Mr. Raffle Waffles. Mm. <laughs> I, I recognize he's that He's iconic, I actually. I do recognize that he's, name. He's stepped away from Zombies content. He focuses on... Uh, I think he's a content creator coach now where he helps uh, people become better content creators. He makes a lot of content on TikTok. I've been seeing him a lot recently. So he, that's pretty cool to see him still. Uh, but the the zombies house they had for, for a little bit, it was Noah J, The Smith Plays, Mr. T Luxify, Raffle Waffles, and I think a couple more people. And they had a house. And all they did, they played zombies nonstop. Wow. Oh, who's the other guy? Um, I'm trying to look up some old ones just to see if I can remember any of them. But Yeah, there was one guy at the beginning of the scene. Uh, he unfortunately passed away really early. Uh, oh. But he, he played a lot of Borderlands. And that was, that was what he was known for. But he came up with the idea of or the name for trains in zombies. Hmm. So zombies training and had a different name before that. We mm. dropped the first word because it was very bad. But, mm, okay. Uh, <laughs> okay. But training is still the is still the term mm-hmm. because this guy, that's what he called it all the time. And it, it just cemented itself in the community. And so when you're ever, whenever you're playing a zombies map and you're just going in circles or taking a specific route and you've got all the zombies behind you, that's a train. Because the way that the zombies AI works is it's going directly to you and it has a different pathing list on the on the actual uh, render of the map. Mm-hmm. It has specific render, not render, pathing. Uh, there's a pathing tool you can use. I've been in the, I've been in the zombies uh, map tools before. Mm. Uh, they, they make them open because mm-hmm. people make custom zombies mm-hmm. maps. So basically you make your map and then you give pathing anywhere on the map that you want the zombies to take so but it's in a grid p- pattern for the most part it's 
kind of like a lattice with a diagonal lattice on it so they can move pretty freely and they can follow you pretty openly but they do take specific paths mm-hmm. so if you if you turn your camera and s- s- periodically turn it they'll follow that for a little bit and it really manipulates the entire train hmm. because they're following your camera direction because they're trying to predict where you're going. Mm. Oh, so cool. that's cool. That's, that's why you can train is you basically can weave. And if you're turning back around and you're facing them head on, you can look like you're going to go left, go left for maybe a second and then turn right. And they'll all be on that left side because they're trying mm. to swarm you from the front. Yeah. It's one of the most beautiful things. It's a t- I'm on a total tangent right now. No, you're fine. I went back to Black Ops 3 Zombies recently, and I got to play Keynote Toten and stuff. And mm-hmm. so I, I remembered all of this. You know, it's coming I, back. Yeah, I, I mean, I, I got to I got to prestige level. I went back and checked. I got to prestige level 1,000 oh in Zombies. I was. I mean, I played it a ton. I did local. I've said this before on, on here. I've done local uh, zombies tournaments and stuff as well. Mm-hmm. So. I've only played one version of zombies, and that was because I've only owned one version of COD, and it was the ghost. So. Oh, you got extinction. Okay. Yeah. All right. <laughs> that was completely different, though, than, than the rest mm-hmm. of zombies. Because uh, extinction isn't uh, round-based, per yeah, se. Yeah. It, it is, yeah. but... It has a it has like a specific track and it ends at a certain level, mm. which is interesting. Yeah, I do have some COD news that I was oh. just looking at. Okay. Um. Apparently, Efuse has uh turned their assets into standalone properties. What does that mean? So, reading over this article, it basically they had complementary like their assets, or like I don't. What are their assets here? Let me see. Like their teams and yeah. properties. And yeah. So basically, they since they help broadcast okay. like yeah. College COD and like yeah. Carball and stuff like that, Fortnite. And so those are all of like their, their things that they are kind of in control of. They're basically making them be their own thing instead of working together so they'll have their own companies they'll have their own stocks mm-hmm. separate stocks and everything like it's they're building different companies on top of these things basically so like okay. so ACL is going to be its own company oh thank god <laughs> thank god it was i gotta say it he uses holding college cop back i gotta be honest like it, it, until now thank god <laughs> like it's the fact that there was so much uh, you could see from the top. I don't know too much. I'm not that in on it, but you can tell from anybody that's in it. Uh, E-Views is kind of mm-hmm. like, I don't want to say holding back, but there's so much more that the college cod scene could be. They're not tapping into that potential. Yeah. Mm-hmm. There's so much more that we could so do. We're going to head to a break real quick. We'll come back and kind of elaborate more on this topic. Uh, yeah, we'll see you in a bit. Okay. You're listening to Big Red Esports on 93.7 The Ticket and theticketfm.com. This is Big Red Esports on 93.7 The Ticket and theticketfm.com. Uh, this is a good one. <laughs> so we're back, and uh, we have been dropped some huge news about Ethus and its uh, child companies. I guess that's not the right word, it's but children. <laughs> it, it, yeah. So they're throwing them out of the bird's nest to be on their own, quote unquote. Uh, th- so Ethus is going to be the parent company, and uh, this will have things like College Cod, uh, College Carball. And all of the associated EFUSE things standing on its own. Uh, but most importantly, the college games will mm-hmm. kind of be on their own, uh, which for me is huge. I think that's great because better organization on that end. This year was horrible for organization on their end. Mm-hmm. And I'm hoping we get a little bit more uh, cemented mm-hmm. ideas going into next season. What exactly are you looking for them to change? Uh, just better communication at that level. Uh, we didn't know where Champs was until maybe three weeks out. Hmm. So, and then it was at Belong Arena, which is also uh, collapsing. It's it's oh. actually no longer going. Belong Arena is being sold and uh, may not be in the esports arena anymore. Oh there, there, Belong is no longer going to be a thing in Ohio. So, uh, which is unfortunate, mm-hmm. very because it's you know one of the major. 
uh, esports arenas and that it just hasn't panned out so um to segue this into um something else that we don't we don't need to go down this but uh at least not right now we can come back to it because it's just a whole nother topic uh a lot of people in the college cod scene have been saying that we need a ballot system for going to national championships from college to college at their arenas oh i actually really like that idea yeah instead of instead of having the belong arena which is where it was for the past two years uh which college cod will be going into its fourth year i believe uh well no it started mono okay so technically it's fifth year uh going into this year so or into next spring it'll be its fifth year uh there's some calls from some of the higher up people in coaching and uh on the the college higher up on the college end instead of the actual organization and calling for actual college arenas to be the place because outside of colleges there's not many right now esports arenas in america as mm-hmm. a whole Mm-mm. and having colleges host them is actually kind of a huge recruiting tool too well and also it'll bring in a lot of sponsors it'll help with the economy for that whatever college they're ho- they're going to host it at hopefully or you know if not if they decide not to do that but it could bring in a lot of sponsors for that event which helps True. that esports team no matter how big or small have more money for them to fund their esports team even more the other thing I would like to see from that is if you're hosting a huge tournament like that, that means your community is going to be a little bit more aware about it. Mm-hmm. Obviously, there's probably going to be a lot more advertising and a lot more signs towards that there's going to be this big thing happening on your campus. I know for a fact that if we were hosting something like that, there would be stuff everywhere. Mm-hmm. You know, yeah. We would want to make sure that everyone knew what was happening and like it helps expose so many more people to the scene and then hype up people to kind of root for their college teams Mm -hmm. maybe we'll have people travel even to come to these tournaments to different colleges like that sounds way more fun because it's a lot more community involved you're kind of going to these places that where it starts sorry and like (laughs) no no no, you're fine i'm just thinking of something that i'll bring up in a second after you're done talking go ahead but it it does make it feel a bit more personal i think if you're holding at a college because obviously it's college caught do you want it to be somewhere where it fits the theme and it fits that I don't know how to explain it, but it just, it just makes more sense than just holding it at a random. Well, it's just arena. like every other sport. Yeah. Like you, like, you like football. We have football here at UNL and then we go off campus to other colleges and X, you know, stuff yeah, like that. Yeah. It just sounds, it makes more sense if we're traveling for other sports. Why can't we travel for esports? Yeah. Um, I mean, we do. Uh, there's invitational lands uh, that some college cod teams do. We haven't been invited yet. But we also. But it's not. It's not the year. main league. No, that that's yeah. side stuff. That's side stuff. But the the champs land is as of right now. I don't know how they're change it because Eviews has been changing the bracket system for us every year. But going into this next year, we can expect eight teams to make champs. That's been consistent. Mm-hmm. Um, so the top eight will go to champs, and then. Uh, we could host that in the union. I'm not saying that'd be the greatest idea mm-hmm. because there's not a lot of seating planned for that. But it, by the time we get our yeah, actual there's facility the arena or the pinnacle bank arena, sorry. True. You do, well, city. I mean, <laughs> we could do it in Omaha. I'm pretty sure that'd be more, more prefer, preferable mm-hmm. I mean, for it's our sister school. I'm sure they'd be fine. Oh, I'm sure they'd be fine with it. Um, it's publicity. Exactly. It's true. But still, uh, the idea of having it here or, just hosting invitationals, stuff like that, it'd be huge. I think that'd be, I mean, that'd be insane. Mm-hmm. Yeah, as opposed to the Belong Arena or going to uh, any other LAN place. I mean, if it, if it got big enough, obviously we'd do something like uh, what UNLV hosted, uh, the actual pro tournament, the pro champs this year uh, in Vegas, which was, I mean, it was pretty sick. It mm-hmm. was probably the best the best uh, showing out of most of them, I think Toronto had a pretty good showing too, but uh, Vegas, I mean, it's Vegas. Yeah. Come on. You had something you wanted um, to add? Well, it was more just like, you know, those, have you ever seen those TikTok where it's like a high school hallway and then the caption is like, the only team that made it to state was their esports team. And then it's just these kids walking down the hall and all these kids are like awkwardly clapping. I don't know. I just thought it was funny. I don't know. I've seen those so many times on my For You page on TikTok for some reason. I just think it was funny. But I haven't seen... Well, to be fair, I'm not on TikTok mm-hmm. all that often. Mm-hmm. 
I've but... seen those a lot. Yeah, it's they so get, funny. They get kind of annoying. They're funny. They're definitely funny. But, man. I, I mean, like, that's just a testament to say that, like, esports is booming everywhere, even in high schools right now, if, like... I mean... <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if I want if I were an esports player. I'm not sure I'd want to walk down the hallway with the yeah. band playing. Like that they hold like their keyboard or their controller so tight. That is so, so funny. funny. <laughs> to be, f- yeah. I mean, if we're gonna do something like celebrating your esports team, maybe mm-hmm. not tr- going a traditional sports route. <laughs> yeah, yeah, definitely. Yeah, well, and also uh, none of them. Not none of them, but. A lot of them don't have coaches. They don't have a, a mm-hmm. specific culture. It's a lot of student-led programs, so there's not a lot of dress code or anything. Mm-hmm. So they usually just wear like sweatpants, hoodies. Yeah. I mean, I, I was yeah. that guy wearing sweats and a hoodie all throughout mm-hmm. high school. So, however, surprisingly, a lot of Nebraska high schools have coaches, have a dress code, have their jerseys. That's true. So we're like, kind of the there. state that the state championships that I went to for Nebraska, everyone was so like in tune to how it should look for a tournament and it felt like a pretty real tournament which is really great to see for nebraska high schools especially the nscsa is so well put together it is like their team i've done interviews with multiple people on their team before and they are so well put together they know what they want to do they know how they want to get there it is amazing and they're in tune with every single high school that they can get into esports and they're also looking to expand into elementary schools which is amazing mm-hmm. They're also yeah. just super nice people. Yes. I love talking to them. <laughs> well, they ha- I remember, oh, man, this has been a while. Back when I was in high school, which isn't that long ago, comparatively <laughs> to some people in this room. But Thanks. Yeah, no problem. <laughs> it's what I'm here for. Uh, but back in, oh, man, was that 2018, 2019? So five years ago-ish. Uh, a bunch of my friends put together the Carney High esports team before it had the coaches that it has now. It has three coaches. One of them is technically U, uh, UNK, mm-hmm. uh, esports club guy, but he loves going down to the high school level and helping out there with Hearthstone, uh, which actually at the high school level is kind of doing okay, mm-hmm. surprisingly. But uh, he's he's pretty cool. The whole team's pretty cool. They're really into league over there. Uh, I mean, they have two of the best StarCraft players in the state oh. there too. Wait, who? I don't know their names. I uh, They didn't introduce themselves to me. They just kind of like pointed at me and went, yeah, those two, those are our best guys right there. Next time I'm going with you. Yeah. Well, they, they won, uh, the one kid won state and he, I went, saw him. he went undefeated. Wow. I'm pretty sure yeah, for most was... of the year, if not all of it. It was like, that's another thing that I'm really surprised about is the resurgence of StarCraft mm-hmm. in high school scenes. It's there pretty is nice. so many. And I would talk to a lot of the StarCraft players. I'm like, why are you guys into this and they all gave me pretty much the same exact like pretty much the same exact answer and it was because of this one player who finally beat korea and he's from <laughs> finland and he looks like the most default character mm. ever mm. gotcha okay. gotcha but yeah. he's apparently like this super skilled super amazing player and everyone calls him an octopus like he has eight arms because mm. he does so much mm. in like the small time span he has and i'm forgetting his name for some reason but that almost every single time i I would ask them like oh yeah because this guy did it and we think we can too and i've been seeing some pretty incredible players coming out from high schools especially in nebraska which is surprising to me that starcraft's coming back hey if anywhere why not here that's true but (laughs) going back to what i was uh saying with with back in 2018 which isn't that long ago admittedly uh i remember our team getting involved with nsesa and then there was a whole debacle my friends were talking about how they were doing something with league that they didn't like and how it was going to turn it a little bit more corporate and all this and i was like at the time i had no idea what they were talking about i was like all right well that sucks you know like we don't want to go corporate as always you know uh got to keep the soul alive that's my that's why i'm here that's why i'm here is the spirit but no just thinking about that and seeing where uh I still talk to those guys now. I still game with them. I play. I play Fallout seventy six with them right now. But yeah, just just seeing how how much everything's changed and how much everything's grown uh, from high school level on everywhere. I mean, in in five years, because mm-hmm. we were one of the first teams. Because I remember, I remember we joined NSESA and ran the floor in Smash <laughs> because nobody else was doing it. Mm-hmm. It was just that few teams that were there that we were just running it. 
It was like, like Stanford with any sport ever. A new sport happens and Stanford jumps on the ball like we're going to get three national championships right at the beginning and then maybe not get one ever again. We don't know. <laughs> Might as well run it while you can. Yeah, yeah those Ivy schools, man. They, they just jump on the board for everything. They were the, here for esports too. Not quite as prominent though. I, was I, like, I don't think they're as strong, but they're still there. Yeah, oh, they definitely are. I, I don't think um, – Ivy Leagues haven't won anything in esports yet, at least – at least in, in recorded times, besides like at a collegiate national league setting, mm-hmm. uh, it's Something been very, <laughs> yeah, the ones that count on the national titles. Yeah. They, they haven't gotten any of those. Yet, and let's make sure of that. We've got to keep them public. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> but, uh, oh, but like, as you said, like it's, it was so small when you first started it in 2018 mm. and now I went to state and there's, you have to do it over the course of two days oh yeah and it's there's so many divisions or like 70 some schools just from nebraska i was helping set up a starcraft tournament and i had to put in a role for every high school that was going to be taking part i had to do two bot messages because of how many schools there were that were taking part in a starcraft tournament Mm -hmm. hey that's i I was floored and i was absolutely amazed and it was so cool to see how much it's grown and like you said it's just awesome and exciting that it's getting that popular Mm -hmm. yeah well we can talk more about the high school scene when we get back we can uh, go to a quick ad break and we'll continue when we get back you're listening to big red esports on 93.7 the ticket and the ticketfm.com if you struggle with joint pain there's good news you don't need surgery to get back to full health South Point Medical and Aesthetics offers breakthrough non-surgical options for treatment of moderate to severe joint pain. Our patients experience little to no downtime from our procedures, and the results are remarkable. They've had 14 years of successful treatments with patients from 35 states because of an effective word-of-mouth traffic. Learn more about how you can get lasting results for joint pain today at southpointmedical.com or call 402-323-8400. You deserve the best. With a Liberty First MasterCard, you can pay down your high-rate debt and could save hundreds when you transfer the balance. The Liberty First Credit Union MasterCard has no balance transfer fees, no cash advance fees, and no annual fee. And with a fixed rate as low as 9.99% APR, and you choose rewards, you'll be able to manage your card your way. Visit LibertyFirstCU.com. Rates and terms are based on your credit and subject to change. Federally insured by NCUA. Liberty First Credit Union. Banking with purpose. The wait is almost over. The Guardians of Freedom Air Show is the hottest event in the area. Coming to Lincoln's Air Park on Saturday, August 26th and Sunday, August 27th. Elevate your air show experience with tickets to the premium seating tent, padded seats, meals, and more for just $125. Premium tickets are going fast, so buy yours today. To purchase premium tickets and for more information, visit lincolnairshow.com. We'll see you at the Guardians of Freedom Air Show in late August. Attention all Wings fans. 89 Cent Wings are back on Tuesdays at Buffalo Wings and Rings in Lincoln. Enjoy the best wings in town for boneless or traditional at a price that makes the whole family happy. And now at the Williamsburg Village Wings and Rings, you can enjoy $1.50 tall boys in Bud Light, Coors Light, Bush Light, and Michelob Ultra every day after 7 p.m. and all day on Sundays. Get to Wings and Rings today and make sure to stop by on Tuesdays for 89 Cent Wings. Picture a hot summer day, sun blazing in the fields as far as the eye can see. Now imagine, you're a teenager making bank, all while enjoying the great outdoors. Welcome to Nats Detasseling Inc., where they're not afraid to sweat. This summer, join the Nats team for an unforgettable experience. Forge friendships, learn responsibility, and earn money. Visit notafraidtosweat.com now. Nats Detasseling, where hard work meets good times. Working at Continental in Lincoln isn't a job, it's a career. And right now, they've raised wages again, and they're hiring for production operators at $24.62 per hour, which grows to $28.97 per hour within three years. Skilled trade positions now start at $33.36 per hour, with opportunities to make more based on certifications. Continental also has salary jobs available and great benefits, plus medical and prescription costs at very low premiums. Dental, vision, and life insurance are offered at no premium cost to the associates, with increased bonuses and vacation for new hires. 
To learn more or apply, go to ContinentalJobs.com with keyword Lincoln. Come work at Continental today. If you thought of selling your business, you're probably wondering where to start. Call the experts at Transworld Business Advisors of Lincoln. With a database of over 450,000 buyers, we've got you handled. 402-413-1095. This is Bud Seinhorst, President and CEO of LIBA, the Lincoln Independent Business Association. Join us every Saturday from 9 to 10 a.m. on 93.7 The Ticket for the LIBA Business Hour as we discuss local business and highlight those who are thriving in the Lincoln area. It's the LIBA Business Hour, Saturdays from 9 to 10 a.m. on 93.7 The Ticket and theticketfm.com. The Ticket Water Cooler. Typically, you kind of think of Nebraska as far as in-state recruiting as might not get the skill position players, but you can pepper in some offensive linemen and maybe a linebacker here and there. This class is led by its in-state skill position players now. I mean, you're thinking down the line, you could, three or four years from now, have Daniel Kalen lining up with Davon Holland, Isaiah McMorris, and, and now Carter Nelson. Those yeah, are all yeah. your skill positions. Keeping the highly talented, highly ranked players that are in the state with you at the home state school is a step in the right direction. The captain versus Sean Jackson. Rich in the double-doubles here. If you had to pass the baton down to the new guy and say, that's the new pipeline, what does that look like? Conditioning for me uh, ultimately is a game changer. I don't care how much you can bench, how much you can squat. If you can start a game and finish a game in the same condition in the extreme elements, you're going to have the ability to wear down your opponent. And that's what we took a lot of pride in. By the third and fourth quarter, they were dog tired. They knew it was coming at them again. The same it was in the first quarter. This is Big Red Esports on 93.7 The Ticket and theticketfm.com. All right, well, back again. Do you want to reintroduce ourselves? Yeah, we can. Yeah. So sure? I'm Jaden. I'm uh, the Call of Duty Game Manager. I'm Lexi. I'm the Social Media Manager. I'm Z. I'm the Nebraska Esports Club President and also the League of Legends Game Manager. <laughs> I never get used to saying it. Mm-hmm. Then we're also here with our producer. I'm Austin. You guys know me too well already, though. So <laughs> He's here for side commentary and for Jaden to make fun of. Hey, whoa. I make fun whoa. of Rico. Jaden makes fun of me. Circle of life. <laughs> yeah, well, I'll get made fun of eventually. It'll keep going. So, yeah, we were talking about high school, uh, the high school scene of esports right now. Especially uh, in Nebraska. Mm-hmm. Yeah, especially in Nebraska. It's really blown up in the last couple of years. So it, it has grown very, very quickly. And even, like, high schools out in, like, the countryside mm-hmm. that have, like, this, like, the smallest high school ever, they have teams. Pender. Pender has a team, and they're actually really good. They won in their, for their division, they won league, and then they also got, I think, second for StarCraft. That's amazing. So, like, Pender, little old town, middle nowhere, is doing great. Mm-hmm. <laughs> they're, they're popping off. Yeah, everywhere. Just everywhere. There's there's teams for nearly every school mm-hmm. in the state, I'm pretty sure. Oh, I've yeah. Gone through there's their, a list. Yeah, their list that they have, I looked it's through it. Like it's like 70. It is school. It's, so it's, a it's, it's so exciting. Amount. Mm-hmm. It makes me happy. It is. Also, this weekend, a ton of high school Smash players are going down to Kansas City to go compete in a tournament down there. Oh, oh yeah. So, wishing them luck. Mm-hmm. Good uh, luck. So, good luck to specifically one of ours who's going to be coming to UNL is Blue Jay, Jaden. Not me. <laughs> not, not that Jaden. I'm not in Kansas City right now, so. But he, he's going down to compete. He's on seven hours of sleep for once. He's been not sleeping for the past couple of days, so hopefully he well, plays well. Yeah. Hey. You do your best when you're in flow, and if that's on sleep deprivation, trust me, I've been there. <laughs> yep, so that's another thing is the Smash community, especially in high schools, is a huge, huge thing right now. And even in Nebraska. Lincoln High, that's like right down the corner. Oh, yeah. It's, that's, they, like, that's their biggest game, I think. Mm-hmm. Besides, I think Overwatch is probably next. That's their Very, biggest game. It's, it's not a real close call, though. <laughs> well, but I know, but it's like their next yeah, game, Yeah, but it's I basically their next yeah. bigger ga- biggest game is like Overwatch, and then all of their Overwatch players play League. Yeah. That makes sense. Tis the cycle, I guess. Yeah, it's a very interesting thing, because I asked, and they were like, oh yeah, we, we're on our Overwatch team, but we're also our League team. And I was like, wait, <laughs> hold on. I mean, if you have good center- synergy, then like that's great. Yeah, I agree. If you have a good team, you have a good team. Mm-hmm. I mean, Team Chem is a huge portion of you everything. Would I would know. <laughs> uh, I mean, Team Chem is, it's so good. When you get good Team Chem, I mean, I've said it before and I'll say it again. Being able to have so good of team chem that you can meet your teammates in person for mm-hmm. the first time after spending a couple months 
pretty much every day practicing and talking for six hours about film online and to then on your third meeting going to Fort Collins from Lincoln for a weekend trip right before finals and having a great time. <laughs> I didn't know even it was before you, finals. Oh, it was the weekend right before finals. Yeah, we 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 oh. went got we kind of got we kind of got taught a lesson. Learned, we learned a lot from it and came back and now we're I mean we're 100 percent committed to next mm-hmm. year and starting off with uh, with way more energy than we did last year. Uh, we went into last year kind of slow, but I'll mm-hmm. keep supplying you guys Red Bulls. You better. I need more. <laughs> that was a threat. <laughs> it was good. Well, I mean, as long as you're getting a supply, I'm trusting that you're telling me. <laughs> I'm like, I trust you. Yeah. I need my energy into it. I'll get you Red Bulls for sure. <laughs> Appreciate it. Yeah. Got to keep our COD team running. Hey, mm-hmm. I'm not. Well, I'm not the entire COD team, but you know, and they actually, uh, when we were doing, uh, when we were doing playoffs, uh, they all had. Uh, the Gatorade, uh, what's that? The Fast Twitch. I don't. I don't know. know what that one is. So Gatorade Fast Twitch. It's no sugar, and it's I want to say I want to say it's like 180 uh, milligrams of caffeine. Wow. Oh it's, my gosh. It, it, and it's about the size of that can. That awesome. A pop can. It's like a normal pop can. Yeah. Yeah. It's maybe a little taller and it's a plastic bottle. It's not quite like a full size Gatorade bottle. It's oh, okay. a little smaller. I think I've seen those before. Yeah. yeah. They're like, they're the like little... neon green oh. with whatever color the flavor is on it. Yeah. They look kind of chemical. <laughs> they yeah, what synthetic do? sugar is in that? I don't know. Well, there's no. I mean, well, I, I mean, I, I've can... looked through it and I can't. I can't remember. It's. I don't think it's. Um, oh, what's the. What's the main one that diet sodas use? Uh, like Red Forty or something like that. Well, not Red Forty. Oh well. Um, the I, I don't know much about diet it's a syrup. Sodas, I don't know. To be honest. Yeah. Either way, I mean they're pretty good, mm. and okay. they definitely they definitely have a kick. Do you guys for, ever for have those Gatorade chews? Yes. You know what I'm talking about? Yeah. Mm-hmm. I used to get those before I did track all the time, and I don't think they did anything for me, but I thought I was so cool with my little Gatorade chews. Hey, it's the mental that matters. <laughs> I was like, if it works, exactly. it works. That yeah. is true. Yeah. It's the mental, like. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's why we're superstitious, right? I mean, hey. That's true. Superstition, it can be it can be a good thing, but mm-hmm. I mean, and also it, a bad it, thing. Yeah, if you're if you're off in any way with superstition, if something's not right and you know that's your ritual, you're done. It's over. <laughs> you just need to stop. Just yeah. just put your hands up in the air. just don't touch anything. Yeah. I mean, I had a for for band competitions, I had a a dime that randomly fell out of my pocket and landed in my case and I didn't realize it till my last year. But every now and then I'd see it and be like, oh, cool, dumb, I'll grab it later. You know, and then I'd just forget for my whole four years. So then I go back uh, for the last, you know, the last game. I'm like, that's my lucky dime. And then I realized it wasn't there. It had fallen out at some point. I was like, oh, no, it's over. It's over. I threw my hands up. I was like, nope, I'm out of luck. I'm done. (laughs) That's it. (laughs) To be fair, look where I am now. So, I mean, I'm doing pretty okay. I think. I think that superstition was good. Mm-hmm. But. All right, we're going to head to a break real quick. We'll be right back. Yeah. You're listening to Big Red Esports on 93.7 The Ticket and theticketfm.com. 